This is Cruise Radio. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. So Stephen and his wife just returned from a seven-day Western Caribbean cruise on Norwegian Epic. Stephen joins us on the line. Hey, Stephen. Hey, Doug. How are you doing? Good, my friend. I, I love this because uh, this story of you sailing on Norwegian Epic, like this wasn't a vacation you planned out for months. This was like in what, less than a week you decided to go? Uh, yeah, Doug, this, this was what we called opportunistic. We booked, booked Epic, I think probably one of the last 12 cabins that were available for this particular cruise. And we booked it um, six days before departure. That um, I, I work in the IT industry and I was with a customer in New York. My wife, Patricia, was already down with her sister doing her, their sister's week in Orlando. I just did what I did in hotels in the evening. I looked for cheap cruises and um, Epic popped up. So um, it was an incredible rate. Leaving six days later, so instead of flying back to Michigan, I just changed my ticket and I flew to Orlando. Joined her and her family for a night before we went over to Port Canaveral the next morning. That's awesome. Now, you said uh, you've got an incredible rate. It seems like Norwegian Cruise Line cabins are always running some kind of sale or some kind of promotion. So was the, like, the rate that good? A couple, couple of things here, Doug. The lead-in rate that you'll normally see is what they call their sail-away price. And we were looking at uh, at seven days with an interior guarantee cabin at uh, 489 a person, plus taxes. Obviously, you've always got the taxes in there, which we thought was incredibly good, especially for a late booking. But then with Norwegian being very famous for their pick-the-perks model, where you can either, if you're an interior, you get to pick one perk. If you are a ocean view or above, you get to pick two perks. Um, so we were able to take that 489 Add 100 bucks a person to 589 each, um, and get the ultimate beverage package included for the seven days. This is where uh, Norwegian gets a little bit tricky, and uh, and your listeners should always watch out. Is that a perk like this with Norwegian is a perk? It's genuinely free, but you do pay gratuities. So the the beverage package they had gratuities of I think 130 dollars a person for the week, mm-hmm. but in effect we added um, we took our 489 a person, we added 100 bucks, added the gratuities on drinks, and um, we sailed with the drinks package for um, what we felt was a really really good rate for the week. Um, um, and with drinks packages, most people who buy them are always doing that comparison. Well, how many drinks do I need to drink a day to break even? Uh, with what we paid with the gratuities and the 100 bucks, we were talking about $30 a day. So three to four drinks a day, and we were at break even. So it just felt it's probably one of the best deals I had, I, I, I've got ever on a cruise. Yeah, really, yeah. really good. Sounds like it. Now, you're up in Michigan, right? Uh, yep, I've, I've been in Michigan, so unfortunately we've always got to travel to get to uh, to get to a port. <laughs> so so you, you actually went straight from New York to Orlando this time, though, correct? Uh, yep, yep, just changed changed my ticket instead of flying, uh, flying back home, changed my ticket and flew down to Orlando instead. So you make your way to Port Canaveral, which is actually interesting because you were getting, you were getting on the ship the day I was getting off a ship, right? Correct. In fact, I think you were, you were at the... Uh, we were at the um, uh, the uh, the Four Points by Sheraton, and you were literally a hotel across the road. So you you make your way to Port Canaveral. How was your embarkation process? Um, embarkation for us turned out to be very good. Embarkation process for probably three thousand six hundred people turned out to be horrible. <laughs> um, so we we pulled into the port about eleven fifteen. Um, we we were with uh, with my wife's sister's cars. We, we parked in the flat lot at the terminal at Canaveral. Um, literally 100 feet away from the porters, dropped their bags off. And um, uh, sometimes timing works for you, sometimes it doesn't. For us, it worked really well. We walked into the security hall, walked up towards the screeners, got held for a few minutes because the embarkation hall was full. 
But literally within minutes, it seemed to be every busload of other passenger arrived about that time, oh, and it really, really filled up very, very quickly. Once we were through security and into the embarkation hall, it probably was the most chaotic scene I have ever seen. Um, whether they were just struggling that morning or whether Norwegians struggle at Paul Canaveral, I don't know. But it was um, it, it, it was crazy. Um, so we expected about that about two hour wait at that point. We thought we were going to have to hang in line and wait. Um, but we showed our, showed our boarding pass to a Norwegian rep and they guided us to a different line. So this was only our second Norwegian cruise. Mm-hmm. But apparently after the first cruise, you become bronze in their uh, latitudes program. Uh, so we were steered off to a separate line with about five people in it um, and uh, signed in 20 minutes in the lounge and we were on board. But we, we did hear stories from many other cruisers that they were two, two and a half hours in line that morning. So um, I, I think for your listeners, if you're going out with Norwegian, out of Port Canaveral, just don't go to the port early. Turn up at 1 p.m. Uh, and walk straight aboard the ship. Um, it, it does seem to be something that they do struggle with embarkation. Wow. So you board Norwegian Epic. Um, obviously, this is a very different ship as far as exterior and interior design. What were your first impressions? Well, um, we want to go on Epic because she's different. Um, This is a ship that has people who love her and people who hate her. Mm -hmm. She really, I've never come across a cruise ship that's so so divisive in opinions. Um, She's different. She's very, very different. Um, As you probably know, she was a one-off design done in 2010. Um, We wanted to sail on her because of some stories that we've heard. Um, And and we're, we're actually very, very glad we did. Um, from the exterior-wise, um, any of you, your viewers, who, uh, listeners who have seen pictures of Epic, you know that she's not a pretty ship. Um, she's got this um, this condominium complex dropped on top of her bridge, which which really, to us, has always reminded us of uh, Frankenstein's monster. Stick a couple of bolts out the side, and um, and you'd really have that brow of Frankenstein's monster. Um, she's um, and black windows at, at the front. So from the outside appearance, um, she is a very, very, very unusual, unusual looking ship. But again, partly because we, we, we love things that are different. We, we love exploring different ships. And Epic appealed to us because of her, her rather unusual reputation. Yeah. Um, in, from an interior point of view, um, she follows the design of her, the ships that came later, Getaway, Getaway Breakaway, um, escape was a bit different, more external. But the interiors followed the uh, followed very, very similar design. Um, when you board Epic, you don't go into that large atrium that you might be used to on maybe a princess ship where you've got like three, four-story atriums. Um, it's much more into the entry level near the casino. Um, so you get a bit, bit more of a uh, closed-in type feel, a little bit more like entering a Royal Caribbean ship than entering into a carnival or a, or a princess ship. Okay. Um, but we did find her very elegant, um, very Euro, uh, Euro chic um, in terms of overall design. Um, nothing gaudy about her. She's got beautiful photographic artwork from all around the work, uh, all around the world, on the decks and the stairways. Um, and we kind, of, we kind of felt that she's a very smart-looking ship inside. Um, maybe a little dark. A lot of use of browns and and darker colors. So maybe in places and some of the bars we found this to be a little bit dark. But overall, a beautiful. beautiful Beautiful looking ship, um, maintained fantastically. She's eight years old. I think she dry docked in fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, she is in beautiful shape, beautiful maintenance, and uh, and again, I, I, I hats off to the hardworking crew of not just Norwegian but of every cruise ship who who worked so hard to keep their vessels looking so beautiful. Now, you mentioned earlier that this was like a interior sail away rate. So, uh, what did you think of your stateroom you booked? 
Um, we so so we booked into a guarantee. It was one of those uh, spin the dice and uh, see what the uh, see what the cruise ship fairies assigned to us. Um, we came up, uh, we think, with a great cabin. Um, so we ended up uh, we ended up aft on uh, on Epic um, up on deck thirteen, um, just below the the spa area. Um, on an interior cabin. Um, it was assigned about three days before, and I must say, when we got the cabin number, we quickly jumped to the deck plans, and we're pretty pretty happy with where we ended up. Um, great location, um, near the back of the ship, just underneath the spa. Um, Epic, again, one of the weird things about Epic is she's completely turned around. The buffet is at the front forward, the spa and the gym are at the back. It's a very, very odd, but we went right near the spa and the gym, and that was good. So we were in an interior cabin, probably average, I'd say by industry-wise for interiors, we found it hilarious that um, the cabin was actually classified as a family interior, which meant that it could have two extra beds pulled down from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. We, we just could not imagine what it would be like with four people, uh, four <laughs> people in the cabin. Uh, but for two people, interior, very functional, felt in enough space, plenty of storage space, a really nice wardrobe unit for, for hanging things. So um, from a cabin point of view, as in bed, storage, lighting, everything wonderful. But um, my next my next thing is going to be to talk about the bathroom. Yeah, because like as you uh, mentioned, that um, yeah. Norwegian Epic is a very polarizing ship. And uh, the ba- I remember when the first the ship first launched, the bathrooms were all the talk as well. Bathrooms on Norwegian Epic are hilarious if you have a good sense of humor. We we literally could talk twenty minutes, do a twenty minute review just about about <laughs> what the hell were they thinking uh, when it came to came to putting uh, putting the bathrooms together on Epic. Anybody who's ever sailed pretty much on any other ship out there. Know that you get a bathroom, and the bathroom has your your main things. It has your shower, it has a toilet, it has a nice vanity, and so on. Epic chose to put them in three different places. So you pretty much walk in walk in your cabin door, and immediately on your right hand side is the toilet cubicle with an opaque uh, glass sliding door. It doesn't fit very well, and I'm not going to say any more about that. <laughs> the shower is opposite the toilet again, within the opaque uh, opaque glass door. Um, shower is good size, functional, nice to have a glass door. However, there's no wash basin there. The, the wash basin actually fits on the vanity counter, and it's so tiny. If you can get two hands in that wash basin at one time, one, one time you're doing well. <laughs> so it's really bizarre the way um, the way the bathroom was laid out. There is a privacy curtain that can be pulled across, but if you pull a privacy curtain across, it's right right at the end of the bed, and you split your cabin in two. So um, honestly, from the bathroom point of view. It's it's who knows what the designer was thinking, but it's one of the uniquenesses about Epic. And and if you like unique cruise ships and doing something different, that's one of the reasons why people might want to go on Epic just because the bathroom is so darn weird. <laughs> <laughs> you you mentioned that you um, better know your travel companion really well. Yes, we we, we had a number of discussions with uh, with other cruisers on board who were using the bathrooms in the public areas rather than the cabin areas. Okay. Um, it's just not a bathroom where you go into a bathroom and you close. Door. It just does not happen. So it's um, yeah. It definitely was. What were they thinking? Kind of moment. But um, but it worked. It worked. <laughs> and and now we can say we've been on Epic. And we've experienced that amazing bathroom. There you go. How was your uh, stateroom service? <laughs> stateroom service fantastic. Gentleman who, who took care of us, Rommel. He was really really good. Um, in recent cruises, we, we we've had just such great service. It was Princess last time with Norwegian this time. I always find that if you if you if you treat your 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 attendant nicely and your your friend. And helpful and help help them with their job and 
don't lose your cabin in the mess and whatever. It, it really can enhance your cruise. Uh, Rommel was friendly. He was helpful. He chatted to us every morning, every evening. Um, was really a great, uh, great statement, Stuart. In, in fact, service, epic. Norwegian sometimes takes a bit of a beating for service. We don't understand it. it, it it's, uh, it's how you treat people and how you treat staff. We had great service throughout the ship and especially from a cab, uh, cabin attendant. Now let's talk about dining now. Of course, Norwegian Cruise Line known for freestyle dining. Dine when you want, where you want. So let's start in the main dining room. Um, actually, there is no set dining time. So what do you think of the main dining room? The main dining room aboard Epic, you really have two two main dining rooms. You have mm-hmm. the Manhattan room, which is very New York themed with music every night. And you have Taste, which is the dining room more in the center. So uh, we uh, overall of our seven night cruise, we did four nights in the main dining room. We did three of them in the Manhattan room and one night in um, uh, in Taste. Um, we found the, the food to be good, quality to be good, service to be pretty good. It's a bit different when you're doing a doing freestyle dining. You're dealing with a different table every night. We booked uh, with Norwegian and and a good tip again for your listeners with Norwegian any Norwegian ship is do as much of your booking online as you can beforehand to pick mm-hmm. your dining time. So Yes, it's truly freestyle, but we would see people in line at 7.30 holding pages. It's better just to get online before you go, do your booking. Because we booked it a bit, uh, yeah, pretty much uh, not long before sailing, we went with early early dining times sometimes, late dining times others, but we got everything booked beforehand. We were very happy. We were seated at a table for two on request, um, set our times, and overall was very comfortable with the quality and the service in the main dining rooms. So how about um, specialty dining? Did you do anything? Specialty, we did three nights. Okay. Um, again, was purchased with a as um, a three-night package, uh, with, which found with very reasonable rates uh, through Norwegian. We did um, two of our favorites, uh, Moderna, which is the Brazilian, um, where it is as much as much meat as you could possibly eat. <laughs> so we, we really like Moderno. Um, I noted one of your other reviewers recently, I think it was on Getaway or Breakaway, mentioned Moderno as well. It really is just one of those unique experiences you can get aboard a cruise ship with Norwegian. Uh, we did uh, Teppanyaki, their Japanese um, Japanese restaurant, another night. And again, it, it's all about the experience. It's about the show that the chefs put on when preparing the food. So both of those were great. And then we did one that I think is an epic unique, which is the dinner and show in their Spiegel tent, Mm -hmm. which um, pretty much is like a circus tent. You have a three-course dinner first served to you. And on that one, the food was a bit rushed. The food quality was was fine. It wasn't great. But as soon as they finished serving dinner, you were right in the middle of a circus show. Feats of human endurance, juggling, balancing, high wire, and it's all happening around you as as you sit at the tables. So um, we weren't too sure what to expect with that but we we thoroughly enjoyed it and as part of our dining package it would uh, i'd highly recommend anyone going aboard epic to 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 do that uh, that that dinner in the spiegel tent one of the more interesting things we've done on the cruise ship how about the buffet area i, I always forget the name of what is it called the garden cafe the garden cafe on epic um it's got real really two parts to it um the forward part and again this is where you get turned around on epic because you don't expect to find the buffet uh deck 14 sorry deck 15 at the forward of the ship good thing about that is you can have a nice meal and you're looking right out over the um over the front of the ship and beautiful sea views so the garden cafe is uh it's for is uh forward high and forward quality was fine i wouldn't say there was any standouts that were really positive or negative very much part for the course with the main line 
mainline cruise industry. Variety was as expected. Service was great, clearing of tables and so on. Again, I've seen complaints from people about Norwegian that tables and a buffet aren't cleared. We didn't see any of that. We, we found friendly, friendly, helpful staff wherever, really, wherever we went. So you get the forward section of the buffet. And then you get the section um, that heads towards the middle of the ship or the great, they call it the Great Outdoors Bar and Grill. Not sure if that's unique to Norwegian, but it's a, it's an area where you can have your buffet meal outside or you can order burgers or um, burgers or hot dogs from the grill. And you're right near the bar and you're right near the main pool. So it's very much an, an outdoor kind of experience for, for breakfast, lunch or dinner. And it, it, it's pretty much open probably, probably 16, 17 hours a day. So again, again, different, but we liked the way it was laid out. I, I'm curious on your sailing because... Um... I noticed on my sailing, probably, I mean, I, I bet it's safe to say 80% of the ship had a drink package. So how was the bar service on your sailing? Bars, we found it good. And, and again, it, it, this is something that um, sometimes you read reviews and so on online, and, and, and you wonder whether you're on the same ship as other people. <laughs> on Epic, the, the bar to stay away from is the main bar on the main pool deck. They're helpful, they're friendly, they're great. But it's an extremely crowded area. You're better to head into the buffet area where there's a full service bar or head over to H2O at the back of the ship beyond, beyond the next pool where there's a full bar as well. So if, um, if you want to line up at the main bar, you're going to wait in the line. But there are plenty of other areas. We can just walk right up and, and get a drink. Can't say we waited more than five minutes at any bar for a drink at all. Okay. Uh, and how about entertainment? How was entertainment for you on this seven-night sailing? Entertainment was good. Like what Norwegian did. Again, again, a tip, tip for your listeners who are booking Norwegian and uh, specifically booking Epic. Somehow we found this, the theater on Epic is small. Um, she's a 4,100-passenger ship. So if you add third and fourth berths, I think she's about 4,600 fully loaded. The theater seems small for the amount of people on board and did get a lot of complaints. Um, heard a lot of complaints from other cruisers that they wanted to see the shows and they weren't able to get into them because they didn't book online. So again, again, it just seems to be the something that with Norwegian, more and more with Norwegian these days, book ahead of time, choose what you want to do, and then you're not going to be disappointed that, that you don't see the shows. There was two Broadway-type shows on board. We got to see the one. The, the second one we missed because of my I made a booking error in terms of the the, the dinner we had in the circus tent. Mm-hmm. So we missed the show that's called Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Can't tell you how many people were raving about that show when we chatted with them afterwards. They said it was fantastic and probably one of the best shows they had actually seen at sea. It's one of those longer Broadway type ones, about an hour, 45 minutes. But they said it was a really, really good show. So we're, we're, we're sad that we missed that one. So we might just have to go back on Epic. <laughs> what our favorite thing on board was the Beatles, co- uh, the Beatles cover band. Um, there's a, uh, a group, an area on board called the Cavern Club. Uh, Cavern Club is modeled after the original uh, subterranean uh, basement type building in Liverpool where the Beatles began. These guys were great. Not only did they look the part, they sounded the part. They were packed every single night. Um, they do one night in the main theater and then they do uh, kind of one night off and then five nights in the Cavern Club. It was one of those ones where you needed to go in about an hour before if you wanted to get a seat. Otherwise, you just stood and, and enjoyed it. And they, as the week progressed, they took us through from early Beatles, right away through the different eras and the Sergeant Pepper's costumes when they reached that point. So we just found that the cover band of Beatles was one of the one of the favorite entertainment items that we've actually that we've actually done on board a cruise ship. Um, so hats off to Norwegian for having these guys on board. 
Awesome. How um, are the comedians? Comedians. We're, we're not big comedian people. However, we, did, we, we heard great reports from other, other passengers that the comedians in the Headliners Club, that the comedians were good and most, most people seem to be enjoying them. Headliners then changes over to dueling pianos later in the evening. And it's really a fun, fun location for that. So uh, lots and lots to do aboard uh, Norwegian. They, they really do focus on that, um, on uh, kind of the, the, the evening parties. There was never, never, the ship's never quiet. There's always something going on that you can join in on, whether it's the pianos or um, at the back of the ship in the adult area during the day. Back of the ship, they turn it into a party area. There was a 70s parties and 80s parties, a, uh, a glow party, which was the, the kind of second last night. And everybody just seemed to be coming out and having a lot of fun, um, a lot of fun at the back of the boat. This was a seven-night Western Caribbean, so you did have a couple of sea days. Um, how was the... Uh, yep. Uh, the crowds and congestion around the ship. Here's where I think Epic struggles. We we had great weather, and when the weather's good on a sea day, you know what happens. Everybody comes. Everybody comes out and looks for a place. Um, when it comes to overall design, um, I think where where Epic struggles is the open deck space. Um, it is probably the biggest failing failing of the ship. It, it just doesn't feel like a great ship for good sea days in the Caribbean type climate. The decks feel quite chopped up. Um, and quite congested. Now, a couple of days into the cruise, you start to figure out the quieter areas. And there are some, if you start to go forward towards the Haven area and you go up an elevator, there's some nice quiet decks that really weren't crowded at all, but they've got very poor sea views. You you can't just kind of like that kick back on your lounger and stare at sea for a couple of hours. So you could find a space but it was a struggle. So um, I, I tend to talk about it as rail space. Norwegian Epic just really seems to struggle with rail space. So um, I think she's a much better interior ship than an exterior sea, sea day type ship. Yeah, the, the pool area seemed very small to me whenever I was on there a few years ago. Yes, the water park's lovely. The mm-hmm. water park area is a lot of fun, but the main pool area does get very, very congested. Yeah. Just could do with being opened up a bit. And, um, and, and, and that rail, just to be able to kind of when the ship's doing her departure, everybody's on deck trying to look over the side, wave goodbye to the port. She just struggles with open areas and open rail space. On this seven-night cruise, you hit Falmouth, Jamaica, Grand Cayman, and Great Stirrup Cay, which is Norwegian's private island. Uh, give me a highlight from each one, if you would. This was our first time at Falmouth. Um, it's a really lovely port. We were very impressed by the port. Walking around the immediate port area itself, you'll get your usual stores that you expect to find, as well as local merchants selling local merchandise. A couple of really nice bars. There was one that, um, yeah, the, the, the seats were beer barrels and Jamaican music playing in the background. So the immediate port area format is very, very nice. We did wander outside the gates, uh, but only for a short period of time. It's not the greatest feeling area once you're outside of the immediate port itself. But um, So we were really stuck around, stuck around the port area, stuck around within the gated area and um, had a couple of drinks and had a nice time. Cayman's probably one of our favorites. We've been fortunate to have a couple of land vacations over the years on Cayman, as well as go in on, on ships. Downside of Cayman is you do need to tender in because of the um, it, it doesn't have a clear because of the uh, the continental shaft and the, uh, the the depth there. Cayman is just a nice island if you just want to go into Georgetown itself and wander around. There's super, super area. Stingray City is the big one for anyone visiting Grand Cayman. If you're first time in Grand Cayman, get on the catamaran, get out to Stingray City. It's one of the most amazing experience that you're going to have. Because we know Cayman, uh, there's a little rental car place um, that we that we rent a car from. Mm-hmm. So we just came ashore, grabbed, grabbed the car, 
did a drive around the east end of the island and then over to our favorite point, uh, Rum Point. Um, Rum Point is a nice beach area on the north side of the island. All the hammocks are free, the beach chairs are free, it's a lovely beach. We even had a stingray in the water, a stingray come right up to us at that point on the beach. Um, so we still so we like Rum Point to kind of get away from the crowds, get away from, um, especially as there's a couple of ships in port, it's a great place to go and take a, take a nice restful beach day. How far would you say, like how, how many minutes from the Georgetown is Rum Point? In a direct line, it's not many miles, but to get there, it's probably about a 35 to 40 minute car drive. Okay. If you are driving yourself, doing a scooter, there's also a very nice botanical garden along the way, the, the Grand Cayman Botanical Garden, where they have the Iguana Sanctuary. Um, so if, 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 you, if any of you listeners ever want to really learn about iguanas, see them close up, some really, really big guys close up, um, the Botanical Gardens that came and on the way to Rum Point, it's a very nice stop as well. And last but not least, you did Great Stirrup. How was that? This is our first time. Um, our previous Norwegian cruise, we didn't do, do Great Stirrup. And I was really impressed by it. This is a beautiful island. Um, it, it was, again, we were blessed with fantastic weather, weather that day. Beautiful island, um, very spacious. Might be a little bit short on shade sometimes on a very hot day, but our, our temperature was just nice. It was running at about that 75 towards 80 degrees. Lots and lots of beach chairs and lounges, a um, couple of nice bars. Um, it's great that your uh, if you have the beverage package, your beverage package works on the island as well. You can get your drinks. Uh, and then there's two areas for the, the buffet lunch as well. One, one thing I mentioned about Great Stirrup and um, has us wanting to go back is there is a very substantial zipline tower that's mm-hmm. currently under construction. It will open in 2019, so we definitely want to go back. It's going to be one of the zip lines from the uh, the island area itself out over the ocean to a to another tower point for landing. So when that zip line opens, it's going to be fantastic to go to. So wow. if you're a zip line fan, book rates to pay for 2019. Yeah, that sounds really cool. So you make your way back to Port Canaveral. How was the debark? Debark, it could be very easy or it could be very painful. This time we ended up with a very painful, but that's because we chose it. <laughs> Highly recommend that your listeners for, for Epic at Canaveral to do the debarkation with your self-carry. So you're at about the 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning, go off with your own bags, um, and it's really not going to be a problem. Because we were in the car park, we weren't in a hurry at all. We were going to stay over for a couple of days at, uh, at Cocoa Beach. Um, so we left it till the 9.30 uh, hour, had breakfast in the main dining room. 9.30, we decided to uh, to head towards the, uh, the, the, the boarding bridge to disembark, and it, it, it was congested. Our time from leaving the ship till walking out to the car park probably was about an hour and a quarter mm. um, at 9.30, 9.30, 10 in the morning. Lots of complaints from uh, from people with the process. They had to stage you on the bridge and then stage you in the uh, luggage hall and then stage you before customs. You can't fault the cruise line on this. There were three or four customs agents handling 4,100 people. There's just no way they can move people through quicker. So no, no fault of Norwegian there. Any future time coming off at uh, Canaveral, we would definitely do the self-carry and be clear of the ship a little bit earlier on. And you mentioned you did a, a couple of nights uh, post-cruise in Cape Canaveral or Cocoa Beach? Yep, yep. We went on, um, we went to the, uh, that's, that's where we were at the, uh, the Four Points by Sheraton and Cocoa Beach. Um, the reason we did that and stayed over was to wait for uh, the SpaceX launch at Kennedy Space Center. So the, the day we disembarked, um, next day we went over to Kennedy Space Center to see the, um, see the SpaceX Falcon Heavy rocket out on the launch pad. 
And then we hung around till Tuesday afternoon to actually watch the launch from Cocoa Beach. And it's the uh, f- first time we've seen a launch like that. That was really, really spectacular to watch. That is that is so wild. My, my hotel was literally yeah. right next to yours. I was right next to the Four Points in Cocoa. That's so crazy. Oh, on that night, so literally the, the, the night we came off, and went to four points. You were at the hotel across the road, yeah. and you were leaving the next day. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Anyway, yeah. looking back, That's what was the biggest crazy. highlight of your cruise? The highlight, really, for uh, for for this cruise, played into the fact that we had that interior cabin. We are fans of thermal spas. Some cruise ships have great thermal spas; others not so great. Thermal spa on Norwegian Epic is just beautiful. Again, it's different because they've got the thermal spa at the back with the the gym and and, and so on. Just different kind of layout. But this is a really good thermal spa. It rivals Epic, Norwegian, uh, sorry, um, Norwegian Escape, which was our favorite thermal so far. Um, it's large. It's got this great, uh, great thermal pool, wave pool, uh, hot tub, um, two different steam rooms, uh, two different saunas. And the saunas have those incredible floor-to-ceiling uh, windows. You can kind of sit in the sauna and watch the world go by. Uh, what really makes Epic, Epic's thermal spa stand out is the balcony over the back of the ship. So the thermal spa opens onto this um, this large balcony with six comfortable lounges and two kind of lounge, covered lounge beds. Um, and if you have that thermal spa pass, you have access to that balcony uh, and those lounges. Uh, we never found it crowded. We watched a couple of sailaways. We watched a couple of sunsets from that back balcony. So I really think the highlight of the of epic for us really was the was the thermal spa um it's an add-on item we were 199 a person but given the great deal we had on the interior cabin we felt that the thermal spa was um was was really the highlight of epic for us well i mean you gave us a lot of good tips throughout the interview but uh, do you have any additional like maybe first time tips to offer when it comes to comes to norwegian for first time tip really for for first time cruisers it's to do your research online or work with your travel agent to make sure you have chosen what you would like to do. Not a great ship to walk up uh, on the embarkation day and say, well, what are these shows? What dinner times do I have? So use the, use the online engine, uh, the Norwegian concierge applica- uh, app for iPhones or for your, uh, for your Android phone. It's a great app in terms of telling you what's going on in the ship, ability to book meals, book shows, and so on. So do as much um, much preparation as you can beforehand. Then once you get on board, you can forget about all that stuff and just relax and, and, and enjoy your time. Your final thoughts of Norwegian Epic? Norwegian Epic's an enigma. The, the designers did so many things right. And they got things so horribly wrong at the same time, <laughs> thinking, thinking about the bathrooms. Um, the interior, the flow, the bars are really, really, really nice. And then, then you have the, the what they got wrong in terms of the bathrooms and their lack of rail space. All, all recent, uh, recent Norwegian ships, uh, Breakaway, Getaway, Escape, and the New Bliss have returned to that standard bathroom concept, which mm-hmm. is really, really good. But uh, overall, our, our kind of final thoughts as we walked away. We were really glad that we sailed on Norwegian Epic. We found the service, the food, the service, the entertainment were really, really good. And we will look back on her very fondly as a quirky ship. But if anybody were to say, would you sail Epic again? The answer would be absolutely yes. If we get the opportunity and she's the right itinerary at the right price, we would not hesitate to uh, to, to go back on Epic. Stephen, thank you so much for sharing this review of your seven-night Western Caribbean sailing on Norwegian Epic. I appreciate it, man. Uh, Doug, it's an ab- absolute pleasure. And um, to all your listeners out there, enjoy your sailing and uh, sail on. Mm-hmm. 
If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on radio channel or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. Let's see what we've got for you. Cruise Radio is produced weekly in Jacksonville, Florida. For partnership opportunities, email Doug at cruiseradio.net. Hear Cruise Radio on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Google Play, or at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.